You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Wednesday, January 17th, and people, it's time to lock in because it's 49ers game week, and it's not just any game week. It's finally the freaking playoffs, so let's go. Uh, we got some important updates and quotes from Kyle Shanahan yesterday, so joining me to discuss that, as always, on a Wednesday your favorite morning crew minus one. Uh, you know, Wayne, Wayne is MIA today. Uh, he's, he might join us later, but, uh, for now we got John Chapman. Uh, so John, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Uh, this week has just been incredible because, you know, we had the bye week and so there was a little bit of hesitation there. Um, but man, 49ers first Packers, you know, for, for all of us that are around my age, this is huge because we've had so many playoff matchups against this team. And I still got a little bit of, you, you know, the Packers aren't in my top like five hate group or angry group or, you know, revenge group, whatever. But eh, there's still a little bit of animosity there. And I'm pretty excited about this matchup this week. You know why, John, that there's not a lot of animosity towards the Packers? Because we always beat them. We do. <laughs> like, recently. I mean, in, in, in recent in recent years, as as long as I've been – like following the 49ers as they've been good. I've been following since like, you know, Alex Smith there and all that, but there's been some really good 49ers matchups against the Packers since then in the playoffs. So I, I think of this matchup very fondly and yeah, I mean, I'm excited uh, for this week. Of course, we're going to start off talking about the injury updates that we got from Kyle Shanahan. Uh, you know, yesterday when he spoke with the media, Clinton Farrell, Drake Greenlaw, and Logan Ryan were the only guys who didn't practice on Tuesday due to injury. Trent Williams always gets his rest day as he should. Uh, but everyone else was either limited or full go on Tuesday. And according to Kyle, Greenlaw and Ryan should be good to go and practicing Wednesday today. Yeah, it really seems like Farrell's going to be the only one that's out. They've already declared him out. He's not going to be playing. But Greenlaw's going to be a go. Ryan's going to be a go. Trent Williams going to be a go. Armstead's going to be a go. Uh, Odom is the one that's kind of a little bit on the rocks for me as far as him getting activated um, off of IR. But I still think with him getting limited practice in, it's a torn bicep. If they want to, I, I think Odom is a little bit more about roster space than it is about the injury itself. Uh, who do you want to bump off of the 53 man to make room for Odom? Because uh, you'd have to sacrifice some depth at some other position. So uh, we'll see what happens there, whether that's Logan Ryan or not. But the 49ers, I, I mean, look at the title of the show, baby. Like, <laughs> Everything is going the correct way. We are the healthiest team in football currently, knock on wood. I'm not a big curse guy or superstition guy, but that's where we are now. And that's what comes with being the number one seed in the NFC or AFC is you get this rest. And so for the 49ers, you know, we have said repeatedly, and we'll probably say it again on this show, Steph, the 49ers are the biggest enemy or weakness to the 49ers. They're the only ones that can get in their way. And with them being fully healthy, that just removes half of that question. Um, it, it would just take the 49ers just literally fumbling and throwing interceptions like crazy people uh, to not win this game. They're the better team. They have the biggest spread of the week, 10 points. 
It's not the first time we've done that. This is the seventh time this season we've been 10 or more points favored. So the 49ers are right where they want to be. And Armstead right there in the middle of your graphic, I absolutely love it. None more important than that guy, number 91. Really excited to see what he's going to bring this week. It's been really cool to, over time, see the impact of Eric Armstead, mostly when he isn't there. Like, that's when we've seen it the most. And I think we've all grown to really appreciate what Eric Armstead does for this team. It's going to be huge for him to be back with that defensive line because he has the power to transform the look of that defensive line, the run defense, all of it. George Odom as well. If he could be activated for this game, that would be huge for the 49ers. I think they can, you know, skirt by this game without him and probably activate him the next week. But I can't wait to have George Odom back out there because that's going to be huge for the special teams. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this is exactly why the 49ers needed the bye week. You said it, John, like really the only thing standing in their way is themselves and injuries uh, as we know has kind of plagued them in the past, but right now they're healthy. They are good to go. Um, And so while the bye week was great for players who were, you know, nursing some injuries for other players, it simply meant rest, especially with the 49ers playing a meaningless week 18 game as well. Um, And, a lot of people were like skeptical of the benefits of like having too much rest, especially as it pertained to uh, Brock Purdy. This has actually been a huge topic. And like, I'm actually surprised by, I don't know, just how people have responded to it. Like Steve Young's comments kind of started it. He didn't like Brock Purdy being out of that week 18 game. Kyle Shanahan yesterday was still getting questions about it in his presser. And I'll just say like, if it helps anyone, feel better. Kyle is not worried at all about Brock Purdy being rusty. And you want to know why? Because practice. That's why. And <laughs> he said they've we been talk about the practice. We, we talk, talk about, about practice. practice. I need to get that sound bite so bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> enough. <laughs> I play that. But um yeah, like he said they've been pushing the hell out of him in meetings, so mentally and physically in practice. Um he's been in the building even on his days off and you know what I'm not worried about Brock either because coming out of the 49ers bye week earlier this season Brock Purdy put up three touchdowns on Jacksonville's head and we're talking about the same dude that came into a game after the starting quarterback gets hurt against Miami last year and finishes the game looking better than the starter without he barely even getting reps in practice you know why because he's like that so I'm really not worried about Brock Purdy yeah, it, the three games that I look to, you know, you, you brought up two of them. Number one was his first kind of game ever against Miami, which I will never forget that. One of my favorite games I've ever attended. What's up, Red Jet? She's one of the best, man. Appreciate you. And, and so, like, Jimmy G, I see him limping off the field. I see him on the cart, and I just, oh, Todd, you say out, too. What's up, man? Awesome, awesome chat today. We got the squad in here. I, I love it. And, and I see the injury take place, and I say – I look over to my buddy, Rick and Will, and I said, time to go get beers. (laughs) So I walk out of my seats and come back with some beers. And the whole time I'm walking back, like I'm looking back at the plays, and I'm like, all right, all right. Mm -hmm. One of the most fun games ever. You know, he comes out in that Miami game. He goes 25 of 37, 210 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, an 88.8 rating, which is good, not great, but you still won the game by multiple touchdowns. Pittsburgh, you brought up, or I'm sorry, you didn't bring up the Pittsburgh game. That's the one I wanted to highlight. That was week one. 
Yeah. Because it's a good one. He had the full week off beforehand, no game, and then came out two touchdowns, no interception, two hundred twenty yards, a one 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 point three rating, and so three games that we have seen Brock Purdy come off, he's gotten better each one. Each one he's improved from the previous time. I'm not concerned, and it's not like he had a week off. He just didn't play a game. Practice, you get to focus on what you want to do and develop without getting the quarterback hit. That's the only difference is you can't touch the quarterback in practice. Outside of that, he's getting positive reps. And so a lot of times, like, some of these narratives come by with people who haven't been around a football team coaching or playing, and I understand that. That's totally normal, not a bad thing. But in the building, coaches and players beg for days and weeks off to, to get their body right. And that's one of the things that is huge. You know, we started talking about injuries, getting your body right so that you can perform to your utmost ability. The 49ers have had that privilege. And so now they get to take advantage of it. Sometimes it just helps to clear your head, too. Like, we saw Brock Purdy, you know, harvesting or whatever the hell he was doing on that farm uh, during the bye week. He didn't throw at all, um, you know, during the bye week. So it seemed to help him out. I think he's going to be all right. And and he's been practicing hard, like Kyle said. We got Wayne in the chat. What's up, Wayne? He said, F the pack. We miss you, buddy. Uh, and and best, Tanya man. agrees. F the pack. Uh, 49ers girl asked, Steph, you going to the game? I am not. You know what? Like, we we scheduled the vet appointment for my cats this on oh. Saturday, and my girlfriend would kill me if I rescheduled. Gotta take care of the, <laughs> if the I rescheduled fur for this game. Um, so I am not going to be there, and unfortunately, I won't be at the NFC Championship either, um, because I will be at the Senior Bowl. So, Ooh. or I will be coming back from the Senior Bowl. So. Uh, just be really tight. I got to say, man, your Cedar Bowl coverage, Ed Wade's uh, first thing I bookmark every single new calendar year for is, is Steph's official visits and tracker. It's like, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it is the Holy grail of resources for John Chapman for like, for like four months. So I am excited, uh, really excited about this. So that's going to yeah, be fun. I, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's, it's getting started. I'm going to put it out on Friday. So you guys be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, if the 49ers make the Super Bowl, I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be in Vegas. So that's that's the next time, you know, you, you'll see me. Uh, but appreciate all you guys in the comments. You guys keeping it lit. As always, appreciate the love. Um, this is my first time streaming onto Instagram as well. So hopefully that stream is going well. I really can't see you know, how it's doing while we're live, but you know, what's up Instagram. Um, <laughs> but back to the topic. Yeah. I'm not worried about Brock. If he does need to be eased back in the game action. Well, you, you have someone who can dispel that pretty easily. His name is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so, and speaking of, you know, Kyle Shanahan said he started preparing for the Packers at halftime of that wild card game against the Cowboys. And, you know, everyone had a good laugh about it. But the score was 27 to 7 at halftime. I Like, Dallas was toast. I would have probably done the same thing, quite honestly. And, you know, I, I think the, the Packers defense probably surprised us a bit. That had been their weakness. They held their own against the Cowboys offense. They locked up Lamb, stopped the run game. Dak looked lost out there for much of the game. Uh, but at the end of the day, that was the Cowboys. 
Uh, and now we're talking about the 49ers here. So what do you think Kyle Shanahan noticed about that Joe Barry defense that he can exploit? Well, I'll, I'll say this. Their their defense is it's opportunistic without interceptions. Now, that's not what we saw in the wild card round, but they were playing against Dak Prescott. What does Dak Prescott do in the playoffs? Interceptions. What does Mike McCarthy do? One of the most predictable play callers in the NFL, in the history of the NFL. There were six consecutive second downs uh, to start the game. Mike McCarthy ran the ball and forced a third and medium. He didn't convert one of those rush attempts for a first down. It was throw on first, run on second, try to get a third down conversion. I mean, it's paint by numbers offensive play calling by the Cowboys. That's not what Shanahan does. It's it's just a completely different matchup. And that's the difference is that, look, Joe Barry's not a good defensive coordinator. I would put him in the bottom five category of all DCs. I have no clue how he's kept this job that long. Um, Not that I'm trying to be like disrespectful of him, but if you look at what the Packers have done and how they built their roster, every first round pick that they have is on the defensive side of the ball. Yet you look at their numbers collectively, their ranks collectively, bottom five, bottom 10 in almost every single metric. So, you know, if we're looking at what Joe Barry's going to do, that dude better hope and pray Kyle Shanahan doesn't just run the ball 50 times like he did the last time against this, you know, got the former um, Green Bay defensive coordinator fired Matt, Mike Pettin. Um, so, like, that's that's huge to me. The 49ers should just be able to run the ball, and that's what I would focus on. Now, I will say this, and I think the first drive, the first time Kyle Juszczyk comes into the game, that's what you got to pay attention to because the Packers have been a 50-50 split in how they personnel 21. So 21 is two backs, a running back, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, and one tight end, George Kittle. They've, they've split that throughout the season. 51% of the time they're in nickel, 49% of the time they're in base. If they're going to stay in nickel, the 49ers are going to run the ball 35 times out of 21 personnel. If they go base, then I think that's where Kyle will try to spread them out a little bit. We'll see a little bit more 11 and 12 personnel. So I'm really like I'm struggling because I don't know what the Packers are going to do. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan doesn't either, but that's what I want to see. When Kyle Juszczyk goes out there, are they going to stay in nickel? Are they going to go to base? That's what I want to see. Oh, look at this. Yeah, I saw this tweet uh, yesterday from uh, John Daigle, and he said no offense ran more 12 personnel in the wild card round than Green Bay 48% of the time, and the Cowboys refused to change their defense to stop it. I guess this pertains to the Packers offense, right? But, but- it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's reciprocity. It's complementary mm-hmm. football building on these different things. Keep going, Steph, because I think you're going to give the answer right here. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, 49ers against 12 personnel, their defense is 4.1 yards per play is what they give up. That's fourth best. 5.9 yards per attempt, that's third best. And 2.9 yards per carry, that's second best. So as far as how the 49ers defense match up against the Packers offense, if they're going to be in 12 personnel, I would say that looks pretty good. I would love that. Because here's the thing, and the Cowboys, and this is a Dan Quinn thing, they do a hybrid dime a lot of times to 12 personnel. And so whenever you looked at uh, when the Packers were out there in that personnel setting, they were going up against beyond light box. One, the Cowboys have super light linebackers anyway. And then also they were putting in a larger safety 
they were completely exploited. Their eye discipline was terrible and all those things. So what do the 49ers do against that same personnel grouping? Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are two, two of our best players and most disciplined players that are two-way players, uh, you pass and run. Cowboys' biggest weakness, the 49ers' biggest strength. That's what changes there. So whatever the game plan was of the Packers against the Cowboys, please, Lord, please let them do that again. If they do, they're going to have egg on their face, and it's going to be terrible for them. They have to come up with a brand-new game plan on a short week, and with two travels, they have to travel from you know Texas to Wisconsin, Wisconsin to California. Oh, it, it's against them. It's against them. That's definitely tough. Rohan in the comments points out the Packers are 27th in defensive DVOA, and right here on the screen you're seeing the EPA, offensive and defensive EPA per play. 49ers, of course, have the best offensive EPA in the league and by far the most of any team that's currently still in the playoffs. And as far as defensive EPA, you know, they're in the positive quadrant as well. You see the Packers uh, you know, in the bottom right quadrant. Um, so not as good in terms of their defense. Um, but for me, I think the low-hanging fruit with this uh, Packers defense is the linebackers. Um, and and for me, that could mean big days for Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey. Like, as far as Brandon Ayuk, I'm not sure what it means for him. I expect him to be matched up with Jair Alexander much of the day. Alexander, of Who's course, not practicing exited. currently. Well, okay, so he exited the game uh, this weekend, right? With the, he reaggravated that ankle injury. The Packers put out a practice report for Tuesday. They didn't technically practice on Tuesday, Correct. but they put out a report. Uh, they listed him as limited. So, I mean, that's already probably a good sign early in the week. I think he's going to be good to go. Now, good to go, you know, <laughs> that's that's all relative, right? Like he's he's going to play whether that means he's going to be 100% or not, probably not, I would think. Um and so just something to monitor again cuz like he's he's dealing with this injury, it could be something he could reaggravate again. But, you know, I like the thought of the 49ers being able to get their run game going early in this one. I I like the thought of being able to ease in uh, Brock Purdy uh, back into the swing of things, and I, I again, I can't think of a better way to do that than the run game. Let it let it do its thing and just have plays kind of bounce off of that. See what the Packers are trying to do uh, early on in the game defensively, and and then you know dial up some stuff. We got Wayne Brazy in the house. Wayne, hey hey doing, hey, man? hey man, I I was sitting there listening like yeah. Spicy, let's talk. I like this. Let's talk. Uh, shout out Nick, man, for the donation. He didn't even want to say Nick? anything, he just wanted to support. Appreciate good guy, that Nick. Good guy, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so Wayne, we were just talking about how the um, how Kyle Shanahan may try to attack this Joe Barry defense. Can is there anything specifically about that defense that that you're kind of eyeing? You're like, yeah, that's I like that. Man, their defense is trash. So Kyle can attack it however he sees fit. And, and and look, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle don't come out guns blazing. We see, and I think I broke down the the first play, the first drive, seven passes, three runs. I, I it could be weird like that where Kyle's just like they they can't stop my Brock. And so look, I I, I want Kyle to be aggressive. 
Uh, but I want Kyle to be able to make adjustments because I, you know that the Packers are going to try to do one thing, and that's stack the box and eliminate the run. Uh, that's what the Dallas Cowboys tried to do to the San Francisco 49ers. And so I'm expecting teams to come out there and, and try to stack that box. But they must forget who they deal with. Like, I, I just feel like Brock is not getting, once again, the, the love that he deserves. Because when you talk about a quarterback that's been been playing against the stack box, he's no Jimmy Garoppolo. And I, and I think that's what Packer fans think they think they're going to get that type of game they haven't they haven't played against Brock yet and that's the unknown right and so that to me is what Kyle Shanahan is going to utilize he's going to find a way to utilize Brock Purdy in every facet but you know he, he has to be able to run the ball as well so run the ball stick to that game plan and come out there and just do the damn thing you can attack this defense in every way especially those linebackers in the past game there you go what, one thing about Wayne, he's not going to mince words. He came right in here and said the, Can't the do 49ers it. can do whatever they want, basically. Couldn't do it if you uh, tried. Yeah, we, we, we love why that. we love him. Um, exactly. Uh, glad that you're here, Wayne. Um, yeah, I mean, you you mentioned something that, that I think is important. Like, I, I see a lot of Packers fans. I'm, like, shocked, actually, by the cockiness of Packers fans right now. Like, cause, cause we've been, we've been respectful about what the Packers are doing. Like I've liked the Packers this year. I'm like, they're a fun team to watch. They're, they have a lot of like young players and all that. Um, they're just happy to be here in, in the playoffs. They probably have another year to go in my book, but the fans are just so disrespectful about Brock Purdy. We are seeing Packers fans cut up clips from the Ravens game. Saying That's their if you, mecca. Just, if you that, just take out the screens, this is what Brock Purdy does if he's forced to throw downfield. What about all the other games? And let me tell you right now, Packers, you're not that guy, pal. You are not the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens, all right? You, you simply do not have the personnel to hang. So good luck to you and, and goodbye because you're going home after this weekend, and I don't want to hear another Packers fan talk about Brock Purdy ever again but uh shout out <laughs> shout out nick this time he 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 added a comment here niners never gave up more than 100 yards to uh, yeah to a single guy they didn't and you know i i want to echo this like look the packers should be excited they're the first ever seven seed to win a playoff game they're the youngest team in the nfl jordan love looks great those are all great things however you can't base what you did to the Cowboys on what you're going to do to the 49ers. Don't forget, the 49ers beat this Cowboys team by 32 points. You beat them by 16. You still gave up 500 yards to their offense. You still gave up over 30 points to their offense. And I think therein lies the problem. If they want to focus on Jordan Love, I get it. And we'll, we'll just, for the second, ignore the fact that he's going up against the 49ers defense, which is a thousand times better than the Cowboys. But you've got to remember... The Packers' defense is not good, hasn't been good, has never been good. Even in a game that they won by 16 points, they give up 500 total yards. Now you're going to do that to the 49ers' offense. I'm sorry. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And, yeah, they can talk about Brock Purdy all they want. I'm not seeing anybody post clips on CMC. I'm not seeing anybody post clips on Debo, George Kittle, Ayuk, all those things. The weapons are immense. And so, like, even if you told me Brock Purdy's stat line was two touchdowns, one interception, which is a bad game for Brock, I'm telling you right now, we're winning that game by 14 points. 
At least. It, it, like, even with two touchdowns, one interception, we'd win by 14 points. So I don't care if Brock Purdy throws four touchdowns, four interceptions, six <laughs> interceptions. It doesn't matter. They're not losing to the Packers. Kyle Shanahan won't lose to Matt LaFleur. Book that, mark that, do what you need to do. I can guarantee it. And it's funny because it's not just the Packer fans. I just watched a clip from some some uh some media heads from the Packers like ESPN Milwaukee Radio that said that hey why don't we go ahead this is how scared of Brock Purdy they are and this you know what this is a sign of respect for Brock cuz they won't talk how good Brock has been since he's been in the NFL because he's a 7th round pick right so they won't give him that fan free yet but this is how I know that teams fear him and other fan bases and other talking heads in the media fear him they want to get one of those uh, 15-yard penalty, late hit, roughing the passer type of calls, putting a helmet on Brock. They want to injure Brock because that's, that's the only, only way. way. Damn yeah. it, damn that's, it, John. That's, that's the only way we lose. Only way. I don't believe in Sam. I'm sorry. But that's the only way. And even I think we win with Sam. But my point is you got them saying stuff like that. And I'm like, dang, injure him? Like hit him, get risk a fifteen, risk a get the penalty, but risk an injury. To, that's not how you play football. And I'm hoping that they heard that. I'm hoping Debo. I'm hoping Trent. I'm hoping that offense, mainly the offense, because people keep forgetting how bully this offense is. And that to me is going to be the key because this offense, you know, going back to your title of the show, this offense is fresh. I'm, I mean, fresh. And you're getting Jawan Jennings back. Oh, God, the, another bully? Wait a minute. That's a lot of bullies in one offense. And so, look, I think that the Packers have been playing good December football. They won a game in January. Cool beans or whatever. Two games in January. Cool. 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 Now they got to play against a real live juggernaut. I get it. They were David and they beat Goliath. Good luck defeating this juggernaut, though, this weekend. It's not happening. I don't care how good Jordan Love is or has been playing. And, and, and calling Dallas Goliath is, is right. crazy. But right. I know, I know you're, you're, yeah. it's just a it's just a, a phrase. But <laughs> The Dallas and, and uh, halfway just... through the second quarter Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, they, and that's, that's the point, right? Like, you can't bully this bully. Like you, Andrew Brock, they, they might have been able to bully the Cowboys because the Cowboys fold like they always Very do soft team. in the playoffs. That's how they're built. Soft team. 49ers, not going to happen, especially not in their home. Shout out Don Burr, man. He's a Lions fan in the chat, hyping us Congrats, up. Brother. We'll Don see you in the NFC Championship, man. And uh, I hope you're back here in the comments as well. That'll be a, a fun. He ain't week. going nowhere. He's been here for years. Yeah, Since we played a go. week one two years ago, and I love it, Donnie. Congratulations to you and your fan Congratulations, Don. Uh, it's, yeah, it's awesome. awesome. Um, love it, man. And so I hope we play you guys. I'd prefer to play Tampa Bay just because they're not as good. But respect to the Lions, and I hope they take care of business and we get a play up. Uh, we'd be favored by not as much as Tid, but a full touchdown, easy. Yeah, man. The had it backhanded the, a little bit. The favorite, <laughs> like being favored by ten, is is crazy, and it it seems disrespectful, but it's really not. Like it's it's just what the 49ers have done, like to teams. So Vegas putting money on it. We love to see it. Uh, but you know, everyone talks about the playoff record that Kyle Shanahan's 49ers have had over the Packers in recent years. We talked about it, you know, at the start of the show. Four and zero in the playoffs. That was with Aaron Rodgers. 
and, you know, entirely different group of pass catchers. Really the only mainstay has been the running backs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Um, so the 49ers defense are familiar with them. Uh, but now they have Jordan Love. Like uh, we've talked about him, you know, a little bit throughout the show. Uh, he has a stable of new and young receivers, a decent number of rookies, two rookie tight ends. Um, Nick Bosa was talking with uh, reporters yesterday in the locker room, and he just was pointing out the differences uh, between the offense now, or both of those quarterbacks, Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. Here's what he has to say. And they have a lot of the same guys from the past really good teams they've had, and um, a quarterback who does exactly what he's coached to do, which Aaron Rodgers is Hall of Famer and unbelievable, but he kind of went outside of the realm of, of coaching. And and uh, sometimes it's it's good when you have a guy who, who does what he's coached to do. What do you what do you think he means by like it's good to have a quarterback that does what the coaches ask him to do? Like, do you mean he he means that like it's good for the offense, like it's good for the coach to have a quarterback? do what he's asked to do or it's good for the defense <laughs> like is, is he saying in his mind it's good because then you kind of know what to expect a little bit more that's what I was kind of tr- trying to figure out um, and I'm still trying to figure out like is it good for the 49ers that it, it's Jordan Love instead of Aaron Rodgers I mean the 49ers defense dominated like Aaron Rodgers in in all the playoff matchups that they had with him. He always did his Aaron Rodgers stuff. Of course, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. But for the most part, I mean, they kind of knew him like very well and they knew how to get him, how to bring out the weaknesses of him and just get him kind of rattled a little bit. Um, And we just don't really know what we're going to see out of Jordan Love. I'll tell you now, he doesn't get rattled by pressure. Um, But like Nick says, he, he does what he's asked to do. So maybe that makes it a little more predictable. How did you guys kind of take uh, Bosa's comments? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to Nick Bosa, it's kind of hard to really like decipher what he's really saying um, in his messages. But I, I kind of think that's what he meant. Like, listen, we got a guy, he's young and he's going to do what the coaches are asking him to do. So we just have to be disciplined on our end He's not a really scramble type of quarterback, but they still got to pay attention and contain the edges just in case he gets outside the pocket. And that's not, I, I feel like that's got to be the game plan for Steve Wilkes, man. Get him from dropping back and getting that pressure up the middle and finding ways to get him to move. I don't think he's as accurate as a quarterback when he's moving. So being that he's going to do what he has to do, they're probably going to kind of treat him a little bit the same way they treat it. Uh, the dude from Philly, I don't like to say his name. So look, I, look, I, I, I think... Jordan Love, again, has been playing good quarterback football. I'm not going to take that away from him. He had that one anomaly game, just like you kept telling me that the they're, they're, the fans of Pack, the Packer fans are really hoisting on Brock Purdy having his lowest game ever of his career. I don't think that will ever happen again, not this season. Uh, and so um, they're going to they're gonna chip away at that. Well, I'm going to chip away and say I don't think Jordan Love's going to be able to play as good as he did ever again. Uh, and, and so um, – I just feel like Nick Bosa and that defense is going to be zeroed in. They know who they're dealing with. They might not have played him before, you know, into this caliber, but they know who they're dealing with. They know what type of quarterback he is. He's a guy that listens to his coach, uh, same way Brock Purdy listens to his coach. But the difference is going to be, does Matt LaFleur trust Jordan Love like Kyle Shanahan 
trusts Brock Purdy. I like that. You look at the big plays that Jordan Love had against the Cowboys, there were a lot. They had zero sacks on them. They didn't hit them. And on top of that, the running game was putting them in favorable situations, third and short the whole game. They rushed for over 140 yards total throughout that game. So a lot of third and shorts, and they were doing play action. Didn't hit the quarterback. He was sitting back there. The corners and safeties of the Cowboys, Deron Bland, Curse, they're boom-bust gamble guys. And they kept getting caught. The Niners don't do any of those things. One, we're going to hit the quarterback way more than that. We don't have Micah Parsons who, you know, just doesn't show up when games matter all the time. And we're getting back Eric Armstead, our best playoff defender. Like, we're going to be putting more pressure and hits on Jordan Love. And we run a zone-tight system, and we don't boom bust. We've given up some of the fewest explosive plays in the NFL since Wilkes has arrived. That was his goal. The things that work for them in the wild card round won't work against the, the 49ers defense. It's just not. We're designed different, built different. Doesn't mean they can't have success. This is the largest over-under game of the week. It's projected at 50 points, which is number one. So, you know, if, if you follow just the Vegas lines, that's a 30 to 20 score. They're going to have some success. They're a good offensive program. But the issue is, are you going to be able to put up 48 points against this defense? I don't think so. Yeah, and uh, Johnny Dells, uh, who's been on my channel a couple of times, if you guys don't follow him uh, on YouTube, make sure you do. He puts out some great stuff, watches the film. Uh, he was making comments about, you know, the game, uh, the wildcard game, Packers-Cowboys, and kind of what he saw from the Cowboys' defense, undisciplined, um, just, like, confused, lack of Linebackers communication. had no clue. Yeah, did you? I mean, you saw the play of the wide league, the the big play to Musgrave. He was wide open, and you know why? Because there were two underneath defenders that were just covering grass and and caught looking, just looking at at Love. Like, pay attention, man. <laughs> you, you're playing in a playoff game, man. Pay the hell attention. Um, Nick Nice Twenty One says, <laughs> "Do the Bosa impression just because it's playoff week and I'm feeling good." Here we go. Uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess it's true that, you know, the 49ers put out the blueprint on Jalen Hurts. Tough to see them go home, but, you know, now we're going to play Jordan Love, and it's a, it's a whole new week. Time to send him home. And, guys, I'm going to be having a new Bosa impression uh, coming out, you know, for the playoffs every week. So pure gold, make sure, man. Yeah, make sure you guys tune my in. My face that. is red anyway. Now look how red it is, Steph. You did this to me. You're, oh you're my man. gosh, that you're is funny. Awesome. Um, Nick Bingham in the comments says, "Do you think Green Bay record against Dallas was why they won?" Um, I, I you know, if you look at just historically, I, I I don't think that really does, especially with such a young team. I think that they were just Dallas is very poorly coached, and they have a quarterback that just cannot play in important games. It's just impossible. Uh, it starts with the ownership and the culture. It permeates everything. And so you look at the 49ers, we are built to win. Kyle Shanahan is three and0 in the divisional round in four years. It's just not the same thing. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, well, Kyle Shanahan like also pointed out, you know, the differences between these two off. Well, not that they're different, but just like how it looks different with Aaron Rodgers versus with Jordan Love. Um, and so, how do you think that 
the Packers are going to want to try to attack the 49ers defense because the 49ers defense is a little different too. A lot of the same players, but maybe, maybe they have different strengths than they did in years past. And like, you know, the last time that we faced this team, maybe not as dominant and suffocating as in years past that, you know, the 49ers as a whole, I think are a more balanced team than they were then. They're not as like defense heavy. Uh, but like, how, how do you think, the Packers are going to want to attack this team. They, look, <clears throat> the way I look at this game is going to be based off of scheme and what Matt LaFleur is going to try to do a little bit differently than Kyle Shanahan. Because the way I see it, these two offenses are almost identical. All right. They they run the kind of like same ship uh, just with different players, different talent, uh, and, and, and they'll use the players a little bit differently. And so um, when I look at Matt LaFleur's offense, he's going to do the same exact damn thing Kyle Shanahan is going to do. And that's first and foremost, establish the run. Why? Because it, it enables his quarterback, which I think feasts off of play action pass. I would love to see Brock do more play action pass, but we could do so many more things with Brock Purdy. It's like, damn, that's why we don't do a bunch of play actions or boot actions to the right or to the left, which I think will be in the playbook for Kyle Shanahan this uh, in, in this game. But, you know, that's what Matt LaFleur is going to come out and do. They're going to try to establish the run, which is why the Niners just need to take it away. Make this game one-dimensional. Force Jordan Love to beat you. If Jordan Love got to drop back plus 40 times, they're going to lose this game by 40. Like, that that's not the key to winning. So they got to try to establish a balance just as much as the 49ers have to try to establish a balance. But when I look at the two teams, which defense is more likely going to give up the run? It ain't the Niners. No. And so that's where the balance is going to tip top over and you're going to have your difference in the game. So it's going to come down to scheme, which is the show I'm going to be doing on Bleacher Report today at 2 p.m. Let's go. Oh, is that 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern or Pacific? Eastern. Eastern. Eastern? Okay. okay two, there we go. Go check that out, everybody. And, you know, just to highlight what he said about the Rudd game, the Packers, how they're going to attack it. They love to run off the left side more than almost any team in the NFL. The left guard, the left tackle, tackle. the left mm -hmm. outside end. They all of them way above league averages. This is a huge week for us because Cleveland Farrell's not going to be there. That was his job. Chase Young has to step up. Now, either Chase Young has to step up or Javon Hargrave has to have an absolute ball out day. That's going to be key early on. Then, if I was LaFleur, I'd be going after the number two safety. Double moves, play action pass, trying to catch a busted coverage because that has been put on tape. Now, uh, the quarterback that, you know, Wade didn't want to mention against the Eagles, he could not take advantage of that because his eyes dropped the whole damn game against Jair Brown. But that's what I would be doing. If I was LaFleur, I am play action, double moves to that number two safety spot. I'm running off the left side. That's what I would try to do to establish the game early. That, that's what I would be doing. Yeah, I think the biggest key Slot for the 49ers. Stop phase, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the biggest key for the 49ers in, in wanting to stop the Packers offense, stopping the run. I mean, and it sounds so cliche because you could say that for literally every team, but I think for this team, that's what they want to do. And I, I think kind of piggybacking off of what we were saying earlier of how, you know, they're noticing – now it's more LaFleur's offense. This is this is it. It's not like Aaron Rodgers improvising on the fly, doing his own thing, going whatever the hell he was doing out there. Um, and so now I think it's a little more predictable. Kyle Shanahan, okay, like I, I know this offense. I know what he's trying to do like the back of my hand. So I think that'll help this defense 
they they know they know this offense. They haven't faced this Packers team, but they know this offense. And so that already puts them in a good position to stop it. And of course, a big part of that stop in the run game. I think they do it. Um, look, John, um, give us your update on the 49ers rush. I know, you know, the 49ers, the 49ers said it got too big. To me, yeah. that's a huge compliment, man. That's a huge Thank you. compliment. Um it's awesome they even notice, you know. Uh, yeah. But but tell us what the update is, and and tell us what the plan is for the future. Yeah, I had the wonderful opportunity to be uh, called by the 49ers organization, which was a really cool moment for me. Uh, sadly, the conversation didn't go the way I wanted it to. So, uh, hits forth, uh, we had to, at the request of the 49ers, and I asked them exactly how they wanted me to word this, so I, I don't want to cause any, I'm not upset or whatever, but we had to shut down our 49ers rush tailgate. They don't want us participating in those things on their premises. So the blue lot is theirs. That's their right. That's their whatever. So they said we got too big. So uh, anyway, I apologize. Everybody's already been issued a refund. Takes a couple days to process. So I apologize for that. Having said that, we're not done. Um, can't really get an off-site thing set up in two days' time for a playoff game. But in the future, we will have other opportunities available. And so with my time I have this week and next week, just working on Super Bowl preparations, we're planning a night-before party with not one but possibly two former players and a watch party if you can't make it to the Super Bowl game and afford the ticket. We're going to do an all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-drink watch party for nothing but Niners fans uh, on the Strip. It's going to be awesome right next to the stadium. So uh, stay tuned for that. A little bump in the road, but not a big yeah. deal, man. Like I said, um, I think it's a, it's a small step back for a major comeback, and it, it's going to be major for sure. You also have a raffle going on right now, right? Yeah, we again, everything we want to do is try to give opportunities to make dreams come true and fan experience. So we're giving away – Two 50-yard line club seats, row 17, right on the 50-yard line. These are over $1,000 a ticket right now. Um, so it's only $25. Uh, you buy as many chances as you want. All you got to do is just Venmo me. If you want to do $100, that give you four chances. On our Friday show live, we are gonna we have them all. So once you pay, I give you a space, and then we roll the random generator, and whatever number gets it gets those two free tickets. And so two VIP club level, 50-level, 50 50-yard 50 line seats. All you got to do is just Venmo me. It's at Jonathan-Chapman-2. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-O-N-Chapman-2. Just put Niners. That's all you got to put in there, and I'll message you back what space you get. So, uh, yeah, good luck, and hopefully somebody gets to win it and have an awesome time enjoying the 49ers destroying the Packers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's big, John. That's that's awesome. Love that. Uh but yeah, I mean, make sure you guys like this video, not just on my channel, but John and Wayne's as well. Uh, make sure you subscribe to all three of our channels because uh, we have a lot of playoff content for you guys coming up this week and beyond. So keep it locked. Make sure you have those notification bells on so you always know when we go live. But for now, have a good rest of your Wednesday. Go Niners. Peace.